Hi, this is Nate from San Diego, and you're listening to Stacy Psycho Hum, the guitar buying, fixing, training, selling, reviewing, cruising podcast. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Fox Pedals. Uh, check them out at foxpedal.com. Uh, this week we're covering their pedal, the Refinery. The Refinery is a five-knob compressor for ultimate control over your signal, built around an operational transconductance amplifier. OTA, the refinery takes some of the great compressor designs of the past into the modern age with an incredibly low noise floor and more headroom. I've been messing around with this thing. Uh, we're putting out a, a, a quick demo on our YouTube today, so go check it out. I think it's a really great compressor pedal. been having a lot of fun with it. It's really versatile. All those knobs, a little switch so you can get some bright in there. It looks great, too. The thing... Uh, that's really great about Fox pedals is just how beautiful they are. Like really like stunning designs. Uh, it's going to look great on your board. Like I said, this is just a really great versatile, uh, modern compressor. Uh, I can't say anything bad about it cause I have nothing bad to say about it. Uh, go watch the demo if you want to hear clips. Uh, so yeah, go check them out. Foxpedals.com. This week we're also sponsored by gear supply. Thanks, Gear Supply. Gear Supply is your go-to place for subscription, guitar, strings, uh, electric guitar, acoustic guitar, bass guitar. Get them all. Yeah. Uh, if you use code 60CYCLEHUM, that's 60CYCLEHUM, you can get a little pick holder thing for your keys. It's made out of leather. It's made out of leather. It's it got could a, stop a knife. It's got a lightning bolt on it. Let's not talk about the knife <laughs> thing. That was dumb. Um <laughs> They're great. They're a great brand. They do strings. They do guitar straps now. They have all kinds of really neat accessories. Cleaner, polish, picks. Yeah. Like just all kinds of stuff. They've got those little rubber grommets to hold your straps on. That's right. Those things are cool. Yeah. So go check them out. Gearsupply.co is the website. Yep. Thanks. You bet. So uh, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum. Yep. Uh, We had another guest intro at the beginning. I hope you enjoyed it. If you, if any of you guys want to send in your own guest intro, go ahead and record it. Uh, I think the text for uh, what gets read is somewhere on the group. You can find it somewhere. Actually, I think it's down right now because you've got the YouTube subscription banner up. Oh, that's right. On the Facebook group. Well, I'll put it back up. So just go listen to some random older episodes. Like You only have to listen to the first 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And uh, write down the notes and read it and make a recording on your phone or whatever and just send us the file and we'll put you as the intro. I think maybe this will be our theme back and forth for 2016 is having listeners and other special guests read the intro for us. Or, uh, you know, it'll be 20 Flip Dean. 20 Flip Dean? Oh, no, 26 Deans. 26 Deans? 26 Strings? 26. We're a, we, we're a in week. 20, in 26 strings, I need to restring all of my guitars in 26 <laughs> strings. That's my goal. Yeah. We're weaking some change into the new year here. It's going to take me a while to to uh, restring we, all of my guitars. We're drinking now. What are we drinking here? Uh, this is from Uinta. Uinta. I'm not, I've never figured out exactly how it's pronounced. Uinta Brewing. They're from Salt Lake City. Uh, this is their Labyrinth Black Ale. It's a quadruple black ale. Which I think all that really means is it's super strong. You could pour this on pancakes. It's yeah. so thick. It's really good. I got it for Christmas and I brought it over because I think I may have soloed this before. I don't remember. You know, I think I brought it to a. I don't know. I don't. 
I can't imagine I soloed this. Maybe maybe when I soloed it. You don't it, remember what happened because you did solo it. That's possible. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it comes a, in a big wine bottle. It's a 13% ABV. It's a 25. Uh, it's a 750 mil, like the 26 ounce yeah. bottle, basically. Um, it is dark. It's dark. It's very flavorful, and it's very strong. It's tasty, too, though. Uh, it's real good. Yeah, really, really um, nice. Good, good cold weather beer. Yeah, warms you right up. Yeah, and I just, uh, I don't know. I got to drive home at some point. And <laughs> when Maybe I drink, we'll go get a burrito. Or when something. I drink at home, I just uh, fall asleep like right away. <laughs> that sounds sometimes. nice. So, figured I'd bring it over here and and spread the cheer. Hey, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Uh, this is the part of the show so, where you ask me what's new. I was going to do it. <laughs> No faith. Oh, man. What if we just... What if instead of doing what's new, we just talked about Star Wars for five minutes and then all the people who haven't seen it are super pissed at us? That's old news by now. It should be. Yeah, if you are still like holding people responsible for Star Wars spoilers at this stage of the game... It's only been out three weeks. That's still your own damn fault. And come on, every single commercial on TV is Star Wars themed and has been for months. I know. And it's just gross. Telling you the names of all the characters, telling you who's gonna be in it, what they're gonna do, like showing you what's happening. Like it's I think the grossest um I think the grossest ones are that to me are the car ones. Yeah. And you know, you go to Target and they've got the Darth Vader Hot Wheels. Yeah. Which I think you posted a picture of it yeah, somewhere. Yeah, like this, Darth Vader's uh, a race car. Yeah, like, yeah. What doesn't make it... Remember when Darth Vader drove a race yeah. car around? Remember when Darth Vader stretched his mask out to look like the grill on the front of a of a rat rod? Remember when Darth Vader drove a Batmobile? <laughs> That's what it was. Star Wars! I just keep thinking... If everything is Star Wars, then nothing is Star Wars. Like, there's just too many Star Wars right now. Right, right. All right, so what's new, Ryan? Uh, it's not Star Wars, that's for sure. Well, what's new with me is that I, a while back, I bought a used Digitech Trio. And uh, I've been messing around with it. And then I started getting questions from you guys, the listeners, and our social media audience. Like, hey... How do you think this compares to the Beat Buddy? <laughs> Steve just kicked Thomas the tank engine, which well, is a I permanent kicked, resident of I my house. I kicked the gorilla. Oh, he kicked the gorilla. Thomas the tank okay. engine. So, anyways, I got I got the trio, and then people were asking about the Beat Buddy, and so then I wrote to Beat Buddy, and I was like, "Hey, my audience wants to know what the deal with your product is. Would you mind sending us, me a demo model?" And so they sent me the full beat bottle, the full beat buddy pedal. The beer's already working. Yes. And they sent me the beat buddy mini. Yeah. Which is like a more compact version with. How much smaller is it? I haven't seen them yet. I so. haven't opened the box on that yet. I've been messing oh, okay. with the big beat buddy. Uh, is it really that big? It looks like it's maybe the size of like a line six M five. It's smaller than that. Smaller. Yeah. Uh, it's it's wider than like a boss pedal, wider than a like a Digitech pedal, but you know it's it's normal. It's it's around the normal pedal size. Okay, I guess it probably takes about the same space as like the kilt. Right. Um, okay. Uh, so I've been playing around with these things. I'm gonna do 
some kind of shootout episode, whether it's video or podcast soon, and to kind of show the strengths and weaknesses of them both. Uh, the trio does drums and it does bass, and it like you play a couple chords and it detects what you're playing and it like comes up with a backing track, right? Which sometimes can come up with like startling, like accurate results and sometimes comes up with like hilarious results for <laughs> like, why did you make this decision for me? Sure. Trio like this is okay. <laughs> we're going to roll. We're going to run with this, but this, this right. is a surprise. What and, you just threw and at me. Beat Buddy's basically just like a pedal form drum machine, right? Yeah. It's it, you know, it doesn't surprise you with anything. It's like, it's got set banks of stored drum beats. You can adjust the tempo. Can you make your own drum beats? You, Apparently, there's software that I haven't messed oh. with yet where you can get on your computer and you can make your own drum beats. It has like an SD card where everything is stored. So I imagine you just pop out the SD card and load it from your computer. Cool. So I'm thinking I really need to mess with that feature of it to really get a full feel for it. Right. Because there's some really neat patches in there, some really neat uh, drum samples. And it's, I'm really happy with how intuitive uh, like the transitions and fills and stopping and starting is on the beat buddy. The trio's a little bit more like you can record three different parts on it, mm-hmm. but I haven't gotten into that functionality yet. Is that but, why it's called the trio? Cause you can record no, three. Different I think parts? it's called the trio. Cause it's your guitar drums and bass. So it's like a three piece band. Who's singing? Uh, you are. So oh, it's okay. a four piece. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the, the beat buddy is really, well, the, the, the beats are really well planned out and you've really got these great options as far as transitions mm-hmm. and fills go. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing the demo. I'm looking forward to showing off how one is better than the other in different ways. Uh, really, it's, you know, anyone can use these things any way they want. It's, it's down to your decision as a consumer as to what you need is what going to be the uh, the thing that, makes you decide which is better you know right so I've, I've been having a ton of fun though it's i've been in in my music room just jamming and there's drums coming out of there my, my kid comes in and he does a little dance because he likes the beat and it's fun <laughs> i've been having a lot of fun with like the the techno settings oh my god on them like <laughs> just you know four on the floor right. like dance beats those are a lot of fun so yeah, that'll be coming out probably in the next week or so. Hopefully, cool. if not, uh, maybe we'll mess around with them on the next episode of the show. Do you think Beat Buddy has a booth near anyone that we yes, know this they year? Do. They do. Well, no, I don't know about this year, but I know famously, uh, Cower and Roni have been across the aisle from Beat Buddy for the past couple of years. And they are completely burned out on the beat button. Right, right. Uh, well, it's like, you know, eight hours of whatever pre-programmed beats for, you know, yeah. nonstop. I mean, Nam is already a noisy place where you're hearing stuff over and over and over again. Uh, and the drum section at Nam is insane. Uh, so, yeah, I don't blame anyone for getting, you know, ear exhaustion from their neighbors at Nam, But, you know... I think these are gonna. I think these are useful tools for like songwriters and people sure. who just want to jam at home. And I think people are gonna be excited to see our honest reviews of them because that's really, 
you know, what we aim to give is kind of honest reviews and demos and really show the true uh, features of whatever we come across. Personally, I prefer to give dishonest reviews. <laughs> Steve likes to be a liar. He's always like, I can't wait to lie about this. <laughs> so should we, uh, we're going to do like an episode. Yeah. As far as I know, we don't have a topic unless we come up with something midstream here. Maybe in a couple minutes, um, someone will suggest. Once something. we get two or three ads in, maybe I'll jump on Periscope and see if anyone wants to suggest a topic. Okay. See what comes up. If nothing comes up, then we are on our own. Yeah, fart noises from our mouth, right? Yeah. Wow, I need that thing. Oh, I got one for my kid. It's around here somewhere. He loves it. That turned out better than I thought it was in the hundredth episode. Oh yeah, is the little sound samples from that little that little guy. Although I I don't think we ever need it on an episode ever again. So I don't think that's who we are. All right, let's pull up Google Drive, the uh, the software sh- that should sponsor the show. <laughs> um, we're gonna pull up an ad from uh, our probably our most famous member of the group, Kyle Smith. He's all the rage. Everyone is doing the Kyle Smith these days. Why can't I find this ad? I have no idea because you don't know how to use the internet. It's under MXR. It I found it. I found it. Used MXR micro amp pedal, $50. For sale is a used MXR micro amp pedal. Works fine, but cos- cosmetically has been modified in air quotes. Uh, back has some sort of foam on it, but it works with no issues. $50 or best offer. Uh, so this thing is filthy looking and it has a 23 written on it mm-hmm. and uh, some kind of strange hieroglyphics underneath it. Yeah. Like, how would you describe that? It looks like an E with an extra staff in the middle. I think it looks, I think it's supposed to be trampoline. You think that's the trampoline and the 23 is jumping on it. Yeah, yeah, and this is why. It's a trampoline. This person is trying to be like Mike. Uh-huh. Mike, of course, is Michael Jordan, who is number 23. Interesting theory. Yeah. And this is in Ballantine, which I'm assuming is in North Carolina, because Kyle Smith is from North Carolina. Guess who else is from North Carolina? Michael Jordan. What if it has to do... With the uh, crappy Jim Carrey movie, the crappy Jim Carrey movie twenty three. Then I don't know because like, if you get kinda, the, you get this in, pedal, you're gonna go insane. It's kind of got this spooky handwritten like dramatic feel, and it looks so filthy. That's true. Um, I was I've always been curious about this pedal, the micro amp. They're cool. It's like a like a little bit. It's like a little gain stage, right? Well, it's a booster. Oops. Well, doesn't it give you some? Doesn't it give you a little bit of drive too? Uh, I mean, I guess, but it's it's basically supposed to be like a clean, clean really? knob thing. Interesting. Uh, add a preset amount of gain with just a single control. The micro amp is a great way to boost your signal for lead work or to adjust between two different guitars with unmatched output. It can also provide a permanent boost in a long effects chain where sing- signal drop off is a problem. Interesting. Yeah, I've always kind of wanted to pick pick one up. Um, I'm looking... What is the normal price for them? I'm looking on Reverb right now. Uh, most of them that are like newer production models look like they are in the $60 plus shipping range. 
I would offer this guy $35 for his filthy 23 MXR just because it looks really beat up. But also, I kind of prefer the dirty look. I think I would like to have this on my board and have people be like, oh, what does the 23 mean? And then I could make up a bunch of stuff, you know? Mm, yeah, that's a good Oh, that's idea. how old I was when I bought this pedal. Uh, that's yeah. very important to me. Or that that's I put that on this pedal after I watched the Jim Carrey movie because it was such an important movie to me. It was a game changer. It was a game changer. Or maybe it's haunted by 23 ghosts. There we go. That's a good idea. <laughs> that Who wants right. to buy a haunted pedal haunted by 23 ghosts? Um, the Ghostbusters so they can release them one at a time and keep themselves in business. <laughs> one ghost a week for 23 weeks. Hey, man. That's a good plan. That's half the year. Yeah. That's what I would do. I ain't afraid of any ghosts. I'm a, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, not afraid that's... of no ghosts, but I am afraid of some ghosts. But you ain't afraid of any ghosts? Do you think the new Ghostbusters movie will have the classic theme song? I think it will have a... Um, what do they call it? Like an homage. Okay. Um, where it will have elements of the original theme song. Do you think it'll have rapping in it? But it won't be... I hope not. <laughs> I Hopefully it's just music. I hope... I, I hope. think it's going to have like a like a little more... Of an EDM backbeat to it. Probably. And maybe like a bass drop. It, yeah, it probably will because everything does these days. Um, the the thing, I was thinking about this the other day. The thing that is going to sell me or make me not want to watch it at all is when I start to see, we start to see trailers for the new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. If the ghosts will be practical effects puppets or if they'll be CG. You know if, they're going to be CG, dude. If they're full CG, I really don't have any interest. Yeah, maybe they'll be like in between. I don't know. If they can do an in-between, do like a hybrid sort of thing, I might be down. It's just got to have that look. You is J.J. Abrams uh, directing? Because if it is, then they'll be practical. <laughs> you know, it was a mix in the Star Wars. I, watched, I know. I watched it. It was... I wish he had done more practical. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see what you're saying. Certain? Did you watch the Star Wars? I have seen the Star War. Yeah, I wish certain characters had been practical effects. Okay, I'm not. I'm not sure what you're referencing, but um, are you talking about um, Simon Pegg? Who is Simon Pegg in the Star Simon Wars? Simon Pegg is the dude in the desert. He's the desert. He's the junkyard guy. Is he? That's Simon Pegg. I didn't know that was Simon Pegg. Apparently, it's Simon Pegg. I, yeah, I wish he was practical effects. Yeah, I like can a see costume. That. A lot. Basically, anything that was obviously CG, I wish it had been practical effects. Maz, you want Maz to be yeah. practical? Yeah. I can see that, especially because Yoda was practical. Yeah, the best Yoda have, was practical. It wouldn't have been hard. No, not like she does not, anything. Not relatively hard for making a movie. Come on, guys. Yeah. You didn't need to do CG for that. Why we we're on a on a tangent now. <laughs> Let's move on to the next ad. We should do a mini soda. We should record like a 15 minute Star Wars mini soda after this. Oh my gosh. Just as like a midweek drop. 
Uh-huh. And like a people, spoiler alert? Like a just the headline will be, sp- you know, spoilers ahead or something. I got time. It's early enough in the day. I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's, drop a, let's drop a midweek. We'll just do a midweek where we just talk about Star Wars. And okay, not guys, here. tune in on the Wednesday after this. We'll have a midweek. That's perfect. And you know what? Honestly, by that time, it, legitimately, if you haven't seen Star Wars by that point, because your it will be fault. January 13th. Yeah. Something like that. Something. Like, it is your fault. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this next ad. <laughs> Convert. Six, two, seven. Convert. Convert. <laughs> Convert. Convert. Have faith in the seven strings you could have. Convert your six-string guitar to a seven-string guitar. This is $59 in Houston. This is from Tim Donaldson. Thank you, Tim. Uh, very simple conversion device. It allows you to add a string to your electric guitar. Converts any six-string to a seven-string and will work for adding a, that eighth-string to a seven-stringer. Oh, so you could make a seven string and eighth string. Yeah. Could you make a six string, a seven string, and then add another string to make an eighth string? You know, it's kind of confusing because there's an asterisk there. And at the bottom, it says string gauge limit is currently. Oh, okay. I understand. It says string gauge limit is currently 76. So um, anyway, so brand new technology making its first appearance in the United States, but has been used in Europe for a year. Even better is it is a simple go to back to your original configuration with no disfiguration to your guitar. So or, this this ad any electric guitar, okay. Basically, um, this thing uh, adds like I guess an extra saddle string gauge limit is currently seventy six. No, I understand. Like that's the heaviest gauge of string. Right, right. So I guess Which that's is why like you... a telephone wire. Yeah, that's, that's um, beefy. That is between the what is that like a A and D I think on yeah. a base. That's so it's pretty nuts. heavy. That's nuts. Um, I they don't have a picture of this device on the ad, but we I looked up various different things that do this. I could only find ones that do it on acoustic, and basically it's like a it's think of a tuner that has a clamp welded to it, so you can clamp it onto the end of your guitar's headstock, and then there's a. Mm-hmm. little like device that lets you guide it over the nut. So it's not going through a nut slot It's going over the nut. So it's going to be higher up Weird. higher action. And then there's like a little thing that would attach it to the string pegs on a, on an acoustic. I have no idea how this would work on an electric, but it wasn't like you think about how this concept putting squeezing an extra string onto a six string guitar all of a sudden depending on how this thing handles your strings is either going to put all your other strings closer together or it's going to put one string really really close to two other strings well that's the weirdest thing about it is it's like you either have to reset everything or you're just adding in a string in which case how do you even know and then you if have you have enough space, if you're adding a 76 gauge string to your six string, what is that going to do to your neck? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, what kind of tension are you putting on your neck if you do that? I w- really wish he had posted a picture of this because this is a really, in my mind, a problematic concept. I can't imagine this working out well. No, me neither. It's, uh, I'm trying to find pictures, but yeah, everything is. Well, he doesn't even see the brand of it. He says it's been used in Europe for a year, which means nothing. 
Yeah. Like, what does that mean? I hate it when people do that style of marketing. We're like, oh, it's really big in Europe. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, show me what you're talking about. Why am I supposed to care that it's big in Europe? Like, what? that doesn't mean anything. And which part of Europe? All of it. All of Europe is using this thing. Yeah. To convert their six strings to seven strings. What I don't understand about it is like, it's, he says he can do it really cheap, which is fine. Um, he says it's reversible, but you have to have like two anchor points, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have an anchor point on the bridge somehow, yep. and you have to have another anchor point on the neck. So this thing has got to be specific to at least what kind of bridge. I imagine it probably has the same connection on the headstock as the acoustic version, where some sort of clamp with a tuner on it. Right. But how do you attach that to the bridge? Yeah, he, he needs to say what kind of bridge it'd be specific to because it couldn't be universal. I doubt it could universally clamp to a Strat bridge, a Telecaster bridge, a Tunematic, you know, and whatever else kind of bridge you could imagine. A, a freaking, you know, wood Gretsch bridge, like a violin bridge, you know. Is it going to clamp to that? Like, how is this going to work? Yeah, I don't. I just don't know. Does it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Maybe the string is meant to go all the way down to the uh, your strap button. But then you've got to get a stupid long string. <laughs> I can't imagine how this would work. I can't even imagine it. If someone out there knows what device this is and wants to send us pictures, we'd greatly appreciate it. Yeah, because we don't understand it. Not without doing like a lot of work. Yeah, I don't want to do that amount of work. Let's pull up this ad from uh, from Bill Shorter. Bill Shorter. This is a, a package deal. Uh, Bill's been sending us a lot of stuff. I think he sent us some music that I think we may have played already. If not, we... If we haven't, we will. We're going to get to it. Yeah. We literally play a so- at least one song from everybody who sends something to us. Yeah. I don't um, think we've rejected a single song. He sent a few ads. This is the one that I think is the most up our alley um, in terms of like... Well, it's got a lot to talk about. Ads, yeah. This is Ibanez Guitar, Marshall Amp, and more, $2,000. Uh, it says, I have a bunch of gear, including a nice Marshall Artist 3203 4x10, Ibanez RG, Boss ME50, Dunlop Rotovide, Dunlop Cryberry, Electro Harmonics Qtron, Boss MT2, <laughs> Boss PH3, Boss G7, Boss DS1, Boss LS2, Boss FS6, Voodoo Lab Pedal Power 2 Plus, Boss BR600. Boss, our, God, this guy loves Boss. Yeah, well, he's got like the Guitar Center starter pack here. Pretty well, much. Well, not starter pack. He's got like the Guitar Center. The, the Guitar Center Recording Artist starter pack. Yeah. Boss RC20 XL, a Fender bass amp, a lot of nice cable and power cords, and a bunch more. I want... Whoa. <laughs> I want to replace I forgot all my this. gear for guns. Yeah. <laughs> guns is super capitalized. Yeah. Make an offer, cash only, unless you have a nice rifle scope. Nice rifle scope. <laughs> I'll trade. Package deal. It's always the last line, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to replace all my gear for guns. And uh, this is in um, the uh, Virginia, Richmond, Virginia area, I want to say. This is a lot of stuff to expect people to just buy the package deal. Yeah, they're asking $2,000. I don't. I haven't done a price breakdown. I believe, I believe them that... This stuff is all worth that much shelf price. Yeah. Uh, used price, I have no idea. This stuff looks all really, really sharp and new. 
but no one's going to want this combination of stuff. That's the point we always have to make whenever there's a, you know, a group listing where you have to buy it all. No one wants your unique combination of stuff. Well, and, and you know, that's the thing with this is, okay, you want $2,000. If all of the effects were being sold as a package, I I would get it. If, you know, if the amp and guitar were even being sold as a package, I would get it. But, like all the cables. Yeah, but selling every single piece for $2,000, like... Yeah. It's not going to happen, buddy. No way. I mean, maybe. I don't you know. you got to part this stuff out. I realize it feels... You think that's going to take up more of your time, but it's going to take up less of your time than trying to sell this to yeah. that magic person who you think exists, who wants all this stuff. Like, the, this, I, I mean, this is all... It's, none of this stuff is bad. No. Uh, this Boss BR600... Um, I've actually been offered those in trades before and I think they're like $300 new, uh-huh. but so what it is, is it's a little boss recorder, like yeah. digital recorder. It's like a little, it's like a home studio. They have like no up. value on the used market. Really? Uh, no one wants them. I think, like I said, I want to say they were, they were like $300 new Uh huh. and they're like 150. It's cause everyone like has a computer now. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You could do everything that does with a free version of Audacity, you know? Pretty so. much. Um, so, I mean, this is... Uh, is there Like you said, there's there's probably $2,000 worth of stuff there. The most interesting piece, I think, in this is the Martial Artist 3203. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's a pretty cool tube amp, and it comes with a... It says a 4x10 cab, which I know Marshall was doing those. Um, otherwise, everything else in here is is very much like... The guy who wandered in Guitar Center and yeah. walked out with $1,500 worth of stuff. Yeah, he went to Guitar Center instead of the, the Ferrari store for his midlife crisis, you know? <laughs> That's what... Not to... You know... I think that being judgy is interesting listening on the podcast, but I don't want to be judgy, but... Come on, that's what happened here. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and now he's decided. Well, I'm, I'm, I want guns. Now he wants those sweet, sweet guns. He wants to shoot. He's done with the hot licks. He wants to. Uh, I don't have anything to say to follow that up. Yeah, pew pew. He wants to pew pew pew. Um, it's really interesting to me because to see this kind of stuff, and, and actually, because this is in Virginia, and they just. I don't think I don't know if they actually passed it, but they're like trying to change their gun laws. Uh-huh. I don't even know if this is legal now in Virginia. You're not Craigslist doesn't like doesn't want people to do firearms. That's like part of their right. Terms well, of service. and in California, it's straight up illegal. It's straight up illegal. Like like every gun transaction is supposed to be done through a dealer and have a background check done. So when I worked at Big Five, uh-huh. um, we actually would have people come in. And would be like, hey, I want to, I'm going to like transfer ownership of this gun to this other person. Like I'm selling, basically I'm selling this person a gun. Right. So we would do for, I forget what the fee was, but basically we would do like run the background check for them. We would hold the gun like in our gun uh, closet. Right. For whatever the background check duration was, like 10 days. Um, And then we would, we would release it, you know. But you were supposed to do that through a dealer. In a lot of other states, like, this is totally legal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in a lot of places, it's like, yeah, you want to buy a gun, just go buy a gun, you know? Um, I don't. Well, it's w- like, if you want to buy from a store, it's, it's interesting because in yeah. a lot of states, if you buy from a store, you go through the whole background check and all that right, process right. and everything. Uh, 
in a lot of states, they do the shorter version of the background check, which is like the 24 or 48 hour. I forget. California, it's a 10 day wait. It's a cool down. Yeah, yeah. To prevent crimes of passion. Passionate. Crimes. I had bad sex with my wife last night and, <laughs> and my passions were unfulfilled. So now I'm going to shoot someone. My only crimes of passion involve eating too much food. <laughs> um, oh, I love this pizza. I can't stop. <laughs> No, no, I'm going to shoot someone. <laughs> no, I don't shoot anyone. I just uh, but, eat until but I'm anyway, sick. So, but, uh, so in a lot of these states, like you buy from a licensed dealer, you go through the background check. Uh-huh. But if you buy from a private seller, like it's just like. Yeah, just do whatever you, you know, want. If you want to sell your gun for for an ounce of marijuana, then then by all means, like. Sure. Whatever, I guess. Oh, I'm really tired of shooting stuff. I just want to lay around. <laughs> <laughs> eat, eat, eat eat potato chips. I mean, the, all the the stuff that he has in here is all useful stuff. Like he's got the pedal power too. It's great pedal power unit. Yeah, from Voodoo Labs. He's got the he's got the Boss MT2, probably the greatest uh, pedal that <laughs> Boss made. When it comes to metal zone style pedals, it's probably up there. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to say the Boss Metal Zone is the best metal zone pedal on the right. on the planet. When it comes to metal but, in the but zone, it's, a, it's in the you definitely have to you definitely have to mention it when you're talking about metals on pedals. Um, I mean, the least useful useful stuff in here is the recording console thing. And well, that's probably useful from like if you were an active songwriter, sure, who just wanted something to plug into all the so time. Many other, there's so many better options these days uh, that don't cost money. Sure, it, with you already have a pocket computer called a phone. You know, you can do that stuff. I can't plug my... Well, yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, I can't plug my, like, guitar to, into it, but if I had iRig, I could. Yeah. You want to borrow my iRig and mess with you it? you have an iRig? Yeah. I don't, but I just... Okay. I'm going to buy that Blackstar. Hopefully, by the time the next episode releases, I'll have a Blackstar Fly 3. Oh, really? I'm really bummed that freaking Guitar Center still isn't carrying the uh, EHX Crayon, but now oh, that I'm yeah. going to use my gift cards to buy the Fly 3... Uh, I'll probably just get the crayon somewhere else, and then crayon versus crayon, baby. Nice. Um, or crayon on crayon together yeah. at last. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I he's got a Qtron. I wouldn't mind having a Qtron around. Envelope filter from Electro Harmonics. Yeah. Roto vibe. He's got the Boss PH3. That's yeah. A, that's a classic. The super is that the super phaser? That's the uh, oh yeah. I had the PH2. The PH3 is the newer one. That has all kinds of extra settings. Uh, his DS1 looks like a knob is missing. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Missing a knob deals off. Yeah, he's got the line selector, which is a really solid uh, switcher pedal from Boss. I actually see the line selector recommended in a lot of places. Because it's not just a switcher. You can blend stuff with yeah. it. So you can do all kinds of tricked out tricks with it. Uh, the ME50, lots of people love the, the ME stuff, like the, <laughs> the Boss multi-effects. I saw something the other day. Where this guy was like, oh, my wife bought me this, basically, it was a pedal board with like eight pedals on uh -huh. it for Christmas. He's like, oh, yeah, my wife got me this stuff for Christmas. So cool. Like, I guess she went to the guitar store and like the guy really knew his stuff and it was all like, right. So I had like a Dunlop mini fuzz face uh -huh. and like, uh, de decent stuff. Yeah. Decent pedals. Barber direct drive on it. Um, I don't remember what else. Um, but it was like decent, like accessible stuff. Yeah. And someone's comment was, excuse me, 
oh, she could have saved a few bucks if she would have just bought an ME80. Oh, come on. And I, my comment was like, yeah. She gave him an incredible gift. I was like, I was like, yeah, but then he'd have an ME80. Yeah. Well, it's like, and seriously, like looking at this ME50, that's perfect, like youth group fodder. You grab yeah. one of those things, you throw it in a church youth group, and it's like, have fun, kids. You know, and they can find all sorts of sounds with the sure. youth, youth group band or whatever. Or, you know, you want a, you know, a simple travel rig or something like that. Or even you're just a guy who's effect curious and you don't want to buy a bunch of stuff. Get a multi-effects. There's, yeah. no, there's nothing wrong with multi-effects. This whole, I feel like this whole combination is kind of odd. But, yeah. I, I mean, I guess maybe he's using the drive stuff. And then, like, maybe the ME is just all, mod- like, where all of his modulation is. Because the only oh, other... Maybe modulation he really has i mean i guess the qtron um the qtron's a filter envelope filter it's an envelope filter yeah um then he's got the phaser but otherwise he doesn't really have and he has the roto vibe yeah but he doesn't have like you know your classic reverb delay whatever chorus phaser oh phaser this is a very like 2003 setup oh it definitely is yeah uh let's move on to another ad (laughs) We still got a bunch here, and we're, know, we're 36 minutes deep. Oh, boy. Oh, 36 minutes. Oh, man. Here we go. Romeo Rose. We're going to talk about Romeo Rose. Hey, can I grab a Sierra? Yeah, please do. Cool? Let's let's pause real quick. Hey, that worked. That was the first time I ever used the pause function on yeah. the Zoom. Uh, so this is from Brian Schultz. Okay, so this was incredible. This got posted after our last traditional episode was recorded. Um. It's this ad that he posted of this for this guitar, $500 for a guitar that plays sounds as good as Strat slash Les Paul's, but is art in South Austin. And this thing just grabs your attention because it's this guy who's dressed really like over the top. Yeah. And he's the guitar is insane. It looks like like a carved like table from the 70s you know with like all the intricate detail and you know Mm -hmm. got a giant peacock feather coming out as a top horn it is insane you have to get on the facebook group or our instagram to see the picture of this inlaid in the neck it says romeo Romeo rose Rose. romeo rose which is the name of this guy we had no idea who this guy was as soon as it went up on the group people started posting links about this guy (laughs) let me let me say the photos for his ad these are like engagement photos where yeah. it looks like he's going to marry his or guitar. Or like, uh, have you ever seen like the the uh, high school senior picture photos where like the guy takes all of his senior pictures with the guitar? Yeah, yeah. So this is like, it feels kind of like a sad story where like this guy is selling this thing that he loved so much that he had engagement photos taken with it. Right. It's like him in the park frolling, frolicking with this guitar like hanging out with peacocks and stuff. It's insane. Um, and and it, it's not a bad setup. So um, I'm just kind of going to hit some of the highlights here. Uh, 4, 000, he says he had $4,000 put into this. Mm-hmm. Inc- will include a keyboard case that it fits into. Uh, I'm the, <laughs> it fits in a keyboard case. Okay. I, I'm the guy in the photos with the guitar. I paid $350 just for the Kinman pickups. And wiring hardness in this guitar, which you'd be taking and put in another guitar. The case alone, so just that and the case alone is worth more than my asking price. No trades, a cash today, will not ship, must come by my apartment. Kinman pickups, Warmoth 25.5 scale length, 
Uh, it's an SRV shaped neck, planet waves, locking tuners, jumbo frets, ebony fretboard, graph tech nut and bridge, blah, blah, blah. Uh, carvings by some dude, inlay from some other dude. Uh, body is alder. Plays great. About the same weight as a Les Paul. Oh, here's here's the downside because it's always the last line. Uh huh. <laughs> it actually isn't too bad. Uh, one of the locking tuners will need to be replaced. The output jack and wire will need to be replaced. That could be done at Guitar Center for less than fifty bucks. Other than that, the guitar is perfect. So this thing's insane. Yeah. Um, I think just so just talking about the guitar itself because I think we're we may talk about the guy a little bit. I've seen worse art guitars. Yeah, it's like a Strat style thing. Loosely. Um, if you were in, what style of music would you play if you wanted to play this guitar? <laughs> I don't know. Like some kind of like... I feel like if I was in a Fish cover band. Some kind of inaccessible, inaccessible like psychedelic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of like tripped out that acid works music, too. you know? Uh, it's it's definitely it, it feels right at home in like a jam rock psychedelic it's rock kind of it's pretty pretentious right like yeah. there's something pretentious yeah. about this there's something about this guitar that's pretentious and if the guitar itself is pretentious what does that tell us about the person the trying to sell the person it? who had the guitar made for himself is probably pretty pretentious this guy is a character as soon as like this ad went up on the group people started posting links about this guy He's apparently a local celebrity in Austin who gets on like morning news shows fairly regularly and like local like radio stations and stuff like that. And just it's hard to tell if he's a sincere, like awful person or if he's like a troll, just like trying to get out there and like prank people. But this is a guy who started like a website where he was offering a reward for someone to find him a girlfriend. And he had all these horrendous criteria for a girlfriend, like things that are sexist and racist, basically the guy, his character, if this, if hopefully it's just a character that he's playing, hopefully this isn't his real personality. The site is sleepless in Austin ATX mirrors. Yeah. Info. I'm going to hit the highlights here. This is on his about the girl I want section. I, I'm looking for a decent girl to be in a long-term monogamous relationship with me. I want the girl to be attractive. Okay, that's fair. Like, you know, who, do, who, who doesn't want to be attracted to who, their mate? Who goes on Tinder and has a Tinder profile that says like, says, you know, low self-esteem, ugly girls only. Right. Well, you know, it's, you know, what you've. The, the kind of person you find attractive is completely subjective. Everyone has a different kind of set of tastes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but so no, what but, are his what are his set of tastes? Um, he likes girls that are thin or with a toned or athletic build. Average build is fine too, just as long as you aren't overweight. I will not date an overweight or fat girl. I like girls who are... are now, so on the main page, this isn't really clear. So... You have to dig deeper. Sure. On the main page, it just says, I like girls that are 130 pounds or less. Which basically, based on his criteria of thin, toned, or athletic, basically he wants a girl under five foot four. Yeah. But he is six foot four. Yeah. Um, but then he says, of course, weight needs to be in proportion to their height. As long as they aren't considered overweight, they should be fine. They should they should be fine. They should be fine. You know, I'll uh, settle. So so but 
the way that I'll Reed, settle for a girl who's impossibly thin. The way that reads is I almost wonder if he's saying like if you're four foot eleven and one thirty, like you're straight out. But like if you're five ten, one thirty one, I'm still not interested. Right. Even though like if you're five ten, one thirty one, you've See, like barely existed as a human being. Being a a details guy, I know that you figured out all the bizarre combinations that I have. would fit or not fit within okay, his be, criteria. Okay, being overweight is a, is a deal, baper, deal breaker. He wants long hair because a girl needs to look like a girl, not a man. Um, So hair down to the shoulders. Sometimes exceptions depending on how it looks. But for the most part, love long hair. Uh, redheads, then brunettes, then blondes. I will not date a black girl. I don't care if she looks like Halle Berry. I will not ever date a black girl. Oh my gosh. Um, but all other races are good to go. Hispanic, Mexican, Spanish, Russian, Italian, French, European, white, whatever. Anything, oh, even white. Anything except black. So <laughs> so let's review this. Hispanic, Mexican, Spanish, Russian, Italian, French, European, Wait, white. Hispanic, Spanish, and Mexican? Yeah, so basically... White, 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 whatever, anything except black. Oh my gosh. No glasses. Or I don't like glasses, but it's not a deal breaker. As long as she can wear contacts. What? At, at least most of the time. What? I don't ever want to have kids. If you want to have kids, I'm not your man. I will not date a girl that does not have a job or career. I'm not looking for any type of woman that is. Well, mature. yeah, he's a he's a local Austin musician yeah. celebrity. He needs a girlfriend with a job, which goes to the next part. I'm not looking for any type of woman who's materialistic or a gold digger or expects a man to pay for everything. Because there's another article from November where he is offering his services on Craigslist for ten dollars an hour to babysit well, your he's kids. He's selling his his perfect dream guitar for $500. This guy is hard up. Don't like tattoos, but but may not be a deal breaker unless she plans to get more. Uh, I'm just going to kind of hit the one-liners here. Uh, oh, because tattoos just represent white trash or someone that's been in prison. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, don't care. Also do not like piercings on a woman. Excuse me. Uh, no piercings except for the ears. If she has other piercings, it's not a deal breaker as long as she removes them and never wears them again. <laughs> I do not like gamblers. I will not be in any relationship with a woman that gambles. This guy is never going to find a woman who's not a gambler because he is a gamble. He, like, yeah, he does not like strippers. I will not date any girl that has ever been a stripper. Um, not even a paint stripper? So apparently like he's... He's simultaneously like he's simultaneously hyper misogynistic to the extent that he believes the only person that should ever see a woman's naked body is her boyfriend or husband. Which really, if he was that misogynistic, he would just say husbands only. Right. But apparently, he's not ultra. He's not. Ultra. He's not traditionally misogynistic. He's. He will not date any girl that cannot always be honest and faithful. Well, that's, to, to, honest and faithful to me that is very important that's uh, that's like the most reasonable sane thing that he's put there you know uh, prefers non-smokers but as long as she doesn't smoke in the house it's okay she can go outside oh my she can gosh. go outside to smoke I think uh, we've talked enough about this guy's dating ad this guy is a piece of human garbage oh, oh no this here here's a winner uh she can't be 
Uh, friends with any of her exes, basically. Uh, friends with any man who she's been intimate with in the past. Once a relationship is over, it's over. No friend zones. No exes. So this guy God. is jealous before he even meets yeah. a girl. No sarcastic or cynical people? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> he can't be sarcastic or cynical? If I was a woman, I couldn't date this guy. All right, last two lines. I like to get a lot of attention in a relationship, and I like to give it as well. I also have a very high sex drive. <sighs> but he has this site which indicates to me that he actually... Basically, all that that last line says, based on the fact that this website exists, is that dude is basing that last line on the fact that he plays a lot of pocket pool. For for this guy having the name Romeo Rose, he's like the least romantic sounding person yeah. you could imagine. Um, basically, he wants a woman who's never had children because stretch marks. No. Yeah, no, he says, because having kids does ruin a woman's body oftentimes. They end up with stretch marks. Uh, he buys into the myth that having a ch- having children like destroys the vagina. What? Uh, he's like, I don't care how many kegels you've done. After she has two or three eight to ten pound babies, you can't tell me it's going to be 100%. Which is pretty, as far as I understand, like that's scientifically been disproven. I don't but believe again, that this... I'm a details guy. I don't believe that this guy's ever had sex with a human person. This is insane. <laughs> this person does not understand the human race. I I love that we've gotten down this rabbit trail with this guy off of a guitar oh, ad. Oh, man. Well, this is just all from this one site. This isn't even going to yeah. all of the different Honestly, news articles and, yeah. and different appearances no, that he's, he's done. He's done all kinds of different appearances. He's done music videos that are insane. You got to check this guy out. Look him up online. Um, Romeo Rose, as far as the guitar goes, $500. What do you think? Uh, I'd have to have a very specific project lined up. Knowing about this guy. Uh huh. If I could, if I had the money, uh huh. Like just laying around, like say I hit my 2016 goal, right? Where I could buy a Gibson Les Paul, right? But this guy was in my town, and I was like, "Well, it weighs right, about the same as a Les Paul." I've got this five hundred dollars. I would buy this guitar. Uh huh. I would show up. I would make the deal. I would put five hundred dollars in his hand. I would walk back to my car, pull out a can of gasoline. Oh no! Pour over the guitar and light <laughs> it on fire in his driveway, in front of his house, in front of his house, and just to like have him watch out the window. Just and- ha- have him walk, be like, see the tears in his eyes. Yep. He's a terrible person, right? <laughs> I'm not being judgy. Like he's a bad person. I don't think you're being judgy. And the worst part is, is Kinnaman is supposed to make really, really good stuff. Right. So maybe I would take it home and, and take the pickups out and then take it back to his house and light it on fire. <laughs> maybe I, I would just have I the screwdriver the, the in guitar, my car. The guitar is interesting looking enough, and I bet that it probably plays pretty decent for what it is. I think for $500, if I had disposable income laying around, I might grab it. It's a cool looker. I could just to have like a story of that guy too, because I kind of I have a tendency to collect collect memories sure. of interesting people. Yeah, and that's yeah. an interesting person right there. It's the kind of thing where it's like it's simultaneously so gross, but 
somehow unique enough that I could yeah. see it as a wall piece, but I can't ever imagine playing this in front of another person. Well, I got to say, if I ever had a guitar made that had my name, whether it's a stage name or not, uh, inlaid on the fretboard, that's off the market. Right. I That guitar doesn't sell until I'm in the ground, basically, you know? What do you think about guitars? I kind of, I kind of have a feeling that this ad only exists for him to advertise himself as a personality. Right. I have a feeling if someone writes him and says, "Oh, I want to buy your guitar," he just doesn't write them back. You know, because he's the kind of person that I, with all like those, like the news interviews and stuff like that, that doesn't happen by accident. He pursued that. He. He contacted the news and was like, hey, I have this site. I want to do interviews. Hold on. Romeo Rose's real name is Larry. Of course it is. And Nothing a- against Larry's, but no one's named Romeo Rose. And apparently um, he has had... This is simultaneously uh, sad and I guess... I don't know. But ap- apparently he has had uh, the police dispatch to his home... Um, for uh, uh, suicide threats before. Great. So, um, if you're listening, Romeo Rose, you're not so awful that you need to do that. Come on. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this person anymore. All right. Uh, <laughs> next, we got a Warmoth Jazz Master. This thing caught my eye. I think someone posted it. I don't remember who, and I didn't grab the note for it. Uh, I got to get back in my Google Drive. We talked about Romeo Rose for so long. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Come on. I got to find it. Dead air here. What are you trying to do? Find the War Moth. Oh, there come on, is. dude. It's under War Moth. Yeah. Well, it, we have... How many ads do we have in our drive? I don't week? know. Like 40. We have so many ads in our drive. You guys have been sending us so much stuff, and we're so thankful. Keep up the good work. Uh, people were complaining a few... A month or so back that uh, the the mood of the, the Facebook group had changed, and people were talking about off-topic things instead of posting the ads that we all know and love. And you guys all came back in a really strong force and were dropping tons of excellent ads on us. So we thank you very much. Uh, keep up the good work. This is a Warmoth Jazzmaster 1X Bare Knuckle 2013 Natural. Uh, $350 plus $47 shipping. Uh, this guitar is in perfect condition in terms of gameplay. Cosmetically, all too perfectly. Except that the deck without the varnish course gathers himself some inevitable scratches and abrasions. Complete case Warwick double rock bag. This is the that's the strangest wording I've ever read. Yeah. Except it's... that the deck without varnish course gathers himself some inevitable scratches and abrasions. Is that a haiku? What is going <laughs> uh, on? Does it right follow now? the five seven five pattern? It feels like some sort of weird poetry. I think this thing that I'm, I was, when this ad came up, I probably spent two hours staring at it, trying to figure two out hours, a couple hours. I spent a couple hours looking at it off and on, trying to figure out how I felt about it. 
like if I wanted it or not. How do you feel about this? It is a, you know, obviously it's a parts jazz master style guitar. It's got a P90 in the bridge. Yeah, and it's a bare knuckle. Bare knuckle makes good pickup. Single pickup. It looks like it's got a mastery, right? Uh, That looks like a... I don't think that's a mastery. No, it is. It's got the four screws. It's got a mastery on it, which itself is, you know, worth a good chunk of change. Uh, but then the thing that there's two things about it that I find so perplexing because the rest of it, I get, I get single pickup. I get the wood grain. I get the, uh, the mastery. I get, you know, two knob and, uh, and, you know, you know, everything else about the details. I do not understand the buzz stop on this when there is no tremolo, there's no jazz master tremolo or Jaguar tremolo on this. There is a stop bar like a, a Les Paul tunomatic style stop bar that is placed all the way down by where the tremolo would normally be. So you have a a buzz stop, which is basically a bar that holds tension down on the strings so that they don't buzz on the bridge, which you don't need if you have a mastery bridge. Well, not... And then you have the stop bar put in a place... Where if you had put it in the traditional place, you wouldn't need a stop bar at right. all. I was going to say, like, if it would have gone into the right place, um, it wouldn't be an issue because you can get the angle you need. Yeah. And then if the stop bar had been in the correct position, then you could have put a, a, a trim mate on there and put a Bigsby on this. But because of where it is, you can't put a Bigsby there anymore. It's... Like I can understand, I could understand this without the stop bar. Someone saying, "I want the uh, the resonance of the long string behind the bridge, the way you would have with the tremolo." But I don't want the problems of the tremolo. I could understand that. I can't understand the stop bar being put in there to nullify the effect of the long string behind the bridge. Uh. Which basically gives you some like sympathetic resonance behind the bridge, which is something people like with, uh, with jazz masters right. and certain offsets. Mm-hmm. So this guy, he made a parts guitar that has it just cancels itself out in a couple different directions, right. and it makes it so that someone else looking at it is like, I don't want this because this is a disaster. Well, I mean, this is already a guitar that people are going to complain about because people complained about this sort of thing with the um, Fender Jazzmaster, the, sure. the modern player Jazzmaster. But there's that, still a market for that. Right, right. And this is like a, this is with a single P90. Uh-huh. Um, I think it, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a P90. That's not a Jazzmaster pickup. Um, it's it's already kind of in that uh, modern player territory. It's the, yeah. the modern player. I think it's the modern player. Yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. Like so, the double humbucker with the tunomatic. Yeah, I think they did the double humbucker with tunomatic or double P90 with tunomatic, something yeah. like that. So, so I, I kind of get what they're going for here, but it's already like... It's something that a lot of people have already complained about. Like, why... Why did Fender make this thing? It's not a jazz master. Right, right. But this thing, it just feels like a really ill-conceived project. But then I appreciated the price point on it. The price point made sense with the pickup and the mastery 
and a body and a neck. But these two details, the stop, the the buzz stop and the placement of the uh, of the stop bar make this not attractive to me at all. Right. If this had had if this had had a, a Jaguar bridge on it, I would I would have pulled the trigger on this for for basically 400 bucks. Sure. I totally would have pulled the trigger on this. I think it's very I think the core of this is very attractive. Right. I would have probably cut a pit guard for it. Mhm. Uh but I think the core of it's very attractive. Would you have cut a wood pit guard? No, I would have done a white single ply. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. Cuz then it's like this thing you can't undo that. You can't undo the giant holes that exist for the uh for the stop bar. Like you could dowel them and stuff, but it's gonna you're gonna you're always gonna see those, and it's wider than the Jaguar tremolo would be. So if you routed this for a tremolo after the fact, it's already the damage is done. Um, we're at an hour. Yeah, let's let's hit the last one. Let's on. let's hit it. Let's hit this last one. This one was sent to us right after we recorded the last traditional episode uh, by uh, Brian Schultz. This one is called. It's insane. Gibson Classic White SG with hard shell case, five twenty five. That sounds like a great price. What you're seeing in this picture is a Gibson White SG that looks very attractive. I've Ra- always rarely played, never played out Gibson SG with formed hard shell Gibson case, classic white dual fifty seven humbuckers, good as new standard model, independent volume and tone controls, black pit guard. Uh yeah, this this uh originally would have sold for about twelve hundred dollars because yeah. he says it's a standard model and I believe it. Um, good as new, never beat on, no fretware, blah blah blah. Basically, it sounds good. Uh, will need to be picked up, or I could meet in Cranberry. I I don't know what that means. Uh, I guess maybe that's a part of this town that people know about. That's a great deal. Yeah, five twenty five, dude. I've been saying for a what's long, the problem here? There's no problem here. I've been saying for a long time that now is the time to buy SGs if you are SG curious because they're not in style and there's they're great guitars. Mm-hmm. They're really great guitars. I love my SG to death. Yeah, um, I, I'm looking at the pictures here. The pictures white. look pretty good, but I've got six issues with the pictures. The six issues you're having are that this guitar is hanging on a wall next to medieval style battle weapons that <laughs> that are very threatening looking one of them isn't even like a medieval style battle weapon it's just like a it's uh, like a stick with nails it's like in a it. two inch two inch in diameter it's like a two inch diameter wooden rod that's probably i don't know two feet long and has nails sticking out of it this person has weapons and they want you to come to their home it feels threatening. Like there's swords, there's sharp, pointy things. It's incredible. Uh, I, I would, I would feel. It's like, oh, you want it? You want it? You're gonna have to fight me for it. You know, <laughs> I don't want to have to like battle this guy in the sand pit behind his house for this guitar. You know. Man, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. He, all he had to do is take that stuff down, and he would or have had take a, the guitar down, he, take it down, and take a picture of it on the ground. Well, you can't take a picture on the ground because it's a Gibson, and the headstock. The headstock would have immediately snapped off if you put it yeah. on the ground. If he, if you even get a Gibson within like three inches of the ground, the headstock just falls off. I don't tune my Gibson because I'm afraid to touch the headstock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
You just figure out the note, like right. what, all right, this is in. Okay, this is. Uh, I do a e, lot of E flat. I do flat. a lot of creative bending. I'll say exactly, that exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but this is like, guys, don't include pictures of weapons in your ads. Like, if someone shows up to your house and you've got weapons on your wall, and that's like their Craigslist story for the day, that's another thing. But when you've got weapons on the wall, it makes people not want to come to your house. Because believe it or not... Maybe he wants people to meet him at work. But believe it or not, a lot of people are intimidated by people who have weapons that could hurt them. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, if your Craigslist deal goes south like some Craigslist deals do, you don't want to be in a place where the person has weapons. Like, this is, like, a advertisement for those safe spaces that are in front of, like, this is, this police is what, departments. This is what I imagine. You go there, you find, like, some kind of hairline paint crack, and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't know about 525. Like, it's got this flaw. What do you think about, like, I don't know, 475? And then the owner turns around, and he starts, like, yeah. He's sort of sharpening I, his I sword. I, he's like, let me, he's like, uh... And he then he just goes quiet, and he turns around, and he starts looking at his wall, and he starts running his finger along the blade oh of one of gosh. his swords. He's, and then he goes like, yeah, I don't think I can do yeah, 475. I think I'm going to need to do 650. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> How? Maybe 475 and a pound of flesh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's just intimidating. It's not the message you want to send with a Craigslist ad. I'm 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 gonna put it out there. I'm not against people owning weapons of most varieties. Maybe this is a normal thing in Pennsylvania and we just don't get it. Is this a Pennsylvania thing to keep around medieval weapons like sticks with, with nails through them and on like, the same wall as your guitar? Swords and stuff like that. Like is that a thing? Here's the thing This is- guy's probably a LARPer, right? Not with that kind of stuff. No, but this is like his like this is a stuff no. I pretend I use. Oh, maybe. Like, he builds the foam versions. Right, But this right. is the stuff he buys at the swap meet because he's like, know. oh, this is my fantasy. For sure, sure. Yeah, maybe. You know, this is what I'm... Is it? Is it actually on a guitar hanger? Or is it just hanging? It's on a guitar hanger. Okay, because I was going to suggest that maybe, like, that was a wall where he just had a bunch of hangers. Nope. And the guitar is normally not up there. It's just up there for the purposes of the nope. photo. This is This is his place. I would buy this guitar. Oh, it's beautiful. 525 white SGs look so good. I would swap out that pickguard for a really light tortoise. You know who else has a white SG? Who? Lance Seymour. Oh, does he? Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. I really I use my SG for all my demo stuff lately. Really? Because it's got just I think the intonation on it's really solid. I need to I need to intonate my strat a little mm-hmm. bit better. Uh I'm I just got that Duosonic set back up, so I think I'm going to do some demos with cool. the Duosonic. Uh, but I, yeah, I played, my, my I SG is like tried and true. It's a great guitar. I love that thing. I played my PV generation the last time I played out uh-huh. and, uh, or I played out when I played at church and I found out like the E string is super not intonated. <laughs> everything else is, everything else is like perfectly intonated, but the low E for some reason is really out. Man, that beer worked on me, man. Yeah. I feel it in my feet. Dang dude. I know. Right. We might have to get burritos or something. Right, like let's get some burritos. Well, you know what? Let's wrap this up. Yeah. And let's we're going to do that Star War episode. Star- uh, we're going to talk about the Star War. We're going to talk about the Star War. Um, tune in for that on Wednesday, and I'll have it up. Yeah. Um, we have a song. 
This week, oh, first, um, I'd like to oh, yeah. thank Fox Pedal. Yeah. I'm super excited because I know you're out of room on your pedal board. <laughs> and uh, I'll get you some to, to mess with. And that stuff's going to be a ton of fun. I'm looking forward to trying Are you playing this Sunday? Too. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, uh, next time you play, I'll, I'll get be you up that soon. stuff. I know I'm up pretty soon. I, I've, um, I've, I've, I've videoed all but one. Okay, cool. So you can borrow some of them and, and get some right. opinions on them. Um, also, thanks to Gear Supply. Gear Supply. They're yeah. Gear Supply now. They're gear not Gear Supply Co. They're just Gear Supply. Gear Supply. They're not a company. Don't yeah. get confused. Don't they're be confused. Not a company. But their website is GearSupply.co. GearSupply.co, which I think means stands for Cambodia or Colorado or... Pro- hopefully Colorado. <laughs> company? Co- probably company. But I think that's I think com. it's just they dropped the M off of Colorado. Seriously, com. though, guys, check out Fox Pedals. Check out Gear Supply. Like seriously, if the strings weren't good, we wouldn't like we they hit us up for a sponsorship initially. We hit them back up because we love their product. Yeah. And we reinitiated doing more sponsorship with them just because we believe in the product and we played it and we like it. I'm paying to have a subscription now out of my own personal money. Yeah. That's my full endorsement. Fox pedal is a, is a company that everyone I know that's used their stuff is like, Oh my gosh, so good. Yeah. Um, I'm having a ton of fun guys out. Uh, and thank you guys so much for sponsoring. If you own a company and you want us to gush about you, (laughs) or tell the truth about you, tell the truth about you might not like you. Yeah. And and that's not bad. Like, you, you know, because not everyone's gonna like your stuff. Let's be honest. Sure, sure. But we uh, tr- we try to be honest. And we try to be fair and say what kind of person we think would like the things that, that we don't like. Uh, so anyway, if if you're in that boat, hit us up sixty cyclehumcast at gmail dot com uh, or message. Find us on Facebook. Sure. And send us a message or whatever. Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Send up a sixty cycle hum signal. I don't see that. It's too it's too smoggy and we don't have California. enough clouds. Yeah. All right. The, you ever think about how the bat signal only works if there's clouds? I've never thought about that. <laughs> if it's like a clear night in Gotham, like no one can get a hold of Batman. Like, <laughs> Dang good, it. Good luck. All right. Uh, this week's song was sent by Michael Purvis. Um, it's for his band. They are called Fat Neptune. This song is called Fake Light Moon. It is apparently nine minutes long, but we didn't care because it sounds really cool. I think that's fun. Long song at the end of an episode. Yeah. yeah. That makes our that'll make our episode an hour and twenty minutes long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should cut some stuff out. No, I'm not gonna cut anything out. Yeah, what are we gonna cut out? Our whole our reading every detail about, uh, about Romeo Rose's Rose. love life. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Uh, Here's a song. Thanks again to our sponsors. Uh, Have a fun one. Yeah, have a really good one. Yeah. Enjoy your second week of January. Oh, boy. (laughs) 